IvyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family, a podcast. That's James the Brain. Superman's better than Batman, no matter what anyone says after this. Believe it, it's true. What the hell? <laughs> That's Stompy the Bear. What about Glutard, man? Oh, no, you didn't. We spent way too much time off air. Uh, we, we, we talked about way too much, and uh, now you guys have way too much ammo here. Yep. Checking the mic and speaking the jazz. That's big brother J. Mike. Batman is the superhero for the common folk, despite his riches, James. There it is. And it's me. It's me. It's that old SFD, John Ho, the Superflex dude, and this is the Superflex Super Show. Back from a week-long hiatus uh, to uh, to let the, the world calm down a little bit, um, but we wanted to get back to this and have a little bit of fun, and, and we got to bring on um, actually two of our, our absolute best friends, uh, to uh, to help us with this super six, uh, we uh, last night. In case you missed, actually, these are both coming out on the same day. So check out part one of this super six, uh, where we uh, where we had the man bun himself, G's Gabe Gearing, and uh, I, I I had to miss that one, and I'm freaking bummed. Finally got a chance to to host Gabe and. Uh, I got I got screwed out of that one, but it meant that I get to hang out with our guy Jay Mike. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad to be here with all of my friends here at the Superflex Super Show. Uh, yet another instance where Brian Har is dodging being on a podcast that's not my own with me, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and to all the listeners, I'm sorry that you get the B side of the open bar, but it's only fitting that. If this is episode 153B, uh, that that you get me on the B side and you get my main man Gabe on the A side. So uh, I'm excited to be with you guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I very much appreciate this. That's, that's obviously not the case. I mean, you, you've got to hang out with the junior varsity here, but uh, we, we had to uh, bring you in because, uh, you know, a rising tide raises all boats. So uh, that's that. J. Mike is here to... Uh, to keep this thing on track, bring a little star power to this episode of the Super Show. And like I said, we want to do a, a Super Six. That's a top six, top six. Obviously, there's four of us, so uh, the numbers don't quite work out. Um, but we've got six top six lists for you. All Scott Fish Bowl themed. Uh, you know, it's just that time of year. But we're going to talk more about the Scott Fish Bowl. You know, apologies to those who aren't going to get into it but i mean first of all this is such an important time of year uh it's such a, a meaningful time of year for this entire community um you know in in so many different ways it just kind of brings everybody together and uh, uh especially in such a such a weird time full of turmoil it's nice to have kind of that that true north to to point to and uh, and to get everybody kind of back on track, back you know working together and talking together, um, and and not only that, it, from just from a fantasy football standpoint, we'd like to talk more about the Scott Fish Bowl, just because 
I mean, to me, there's like there's a lot of very important strategy that applies outside of the Scott Fishbowl uh, that that comes from this particular tournament. So, um, you know, it, it's it's going to be a little bit of a focal point then over the next you know handful of weeks uh, for the Superflex Super Show. We'll try not to inundate you too much with it, but uh, you know, it, it's it's a great way to kind of hone some. Uh, some fantasy football strategies and processes. So, um, but f- this one's more just about having some fun and uh, kicking, kicking back and relaxing a little bit after a tough couple of weeks, tough handful of months, in fact. So let's get into it. By the way, Shane Battier is in the Scott Fishbowl. That's what we should be talking about. His, what? Weird, his weird wrinkled head. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mega um, mind himself, but yeah, I mean, I saw that, and then guess what? I posted, I posted the singlet video. Mm-hmm. The one, the one <laughs> that tried to call out himself. Shane Battier, and Shane Battier is already out of the Scott Fishbowl. Oh, dude, I quit. I can't deal with that. What yeah. am I getting in myself into? Oh, just you wait. I am topping that one this year. The shortest lived stint in the in scott fishbowl history shane battier got one look he said you can see my brain but you can that guy's showing something else yeah you you've heard what, same basic what was, shape, that, what by the was way, the game on what was the game on waiting where you had to like mess with your skin down there to make different shapes one of them was called the brain <laughs> mm-hmm. yep the bat wing was another one <laughs> yep shane Battier's like man that just looks like me doing a headstand oh my god <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, officially gone off yeah. the rails in record time six yeah. minutes in man yeah J. Mike's already uh, already regretting this guest appearance. No, I'm I'm feeling quite at home at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling quite at home it. at this point. And and, and uh, this, with this being my second appearance here, um, th- this tends to happen pretty much every time I'm here. We we just kind of get wild and and we have a good time. So anytime that's I get right. to see Hogue deviate from the show sheet, uh, that's the that's the real treat for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been practicing that just for this occasion. And then of course <laughs> and then of course we come up with a topic where you pretty much have to have a show sheet. It 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 totally threw off Gabe last night, I hear. So uh um we'll see how you deal with the show sheet, but I'm also yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to ignore that thing as much as possible just for you, my friend. <laughs> Let, let's uh so without looking at the show sheet though. Um, I know that we've got some super six, six top six lists to talk about. And we've got to start with our guest, Jay Mike. Um, let's see. Let's let's start with let's just get those football ones, football related ones out of the way. And, uh, and so we can get down to real business uh, with some freestyling. <laughs> All right. So uh, first category here for me. Uh Top six, top six. Uh, I went. I went with the uh, build your own, if you will, the build your own buffet of this of this here uh, thought process. And I wanted to talk through <laughs> how how very fitting. A little bit of foreshadowing earlier. The top six B side 
backs. <laughs> when I, Wait, did you when do I that say, on purpose? I, I really did. Um, <laughs> it's it's perfect because it, it makes all the sense in the world, right? So yeah. they're, they're the running backs that they're more than a handcuff, but they're certainly less than a leading man this upcoming season. So these are the top six B-side backs that I want for my SFBX rosters. Numbers and, and and it's actually a seven, so excuse me, but there there is one that I, I'm thinking about. It's and he's honorable mention at, at this point. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack was someone last year who I and and coming into this season, I think Jonathan Taylor is the one that uh, obviously everyone expects to take the mantle and be the one that carries you to all sorts of greatness. Marlon Mack last season, guys, he came in, kicked down the doors, played gangbusters all early season long. And then toward the end of the year, he missed a couple games. And after the bye, he wasn't exactly the same guy that we had hoped he continue to be. And if for some strange reason you got through weeks 14 and 15, where he gave you like 11 points and three points, you get to the end of the year. I mean, excuse me, you get to week 16 and you don't trust him against a lowly Panthers team. So you probably put him on your bench, in which case he blows up again. And he was awesome for your team. So uh, Marlon Mack. Honorable mention, uh, someone who has the capability of doing work. Number six, and we're doing it six to one, right? I mean, I know that that's typically the case for the show. I just want to make sure that I stay in step. Wonderful. I don't think it matters. Do you, yeah, do it. do it however you want okay. to do it. it and uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 the more you can muddle this show sheet, I think the better <laughs> off everyone's going to be. Going forward, I don't. I don't want it to be something that just becomes <laughs> unlistenable for for the folks who are checking this out. So start with number don't. four, man. Start with start start right in the <laughs> middle. Smack dab in the middle. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I'm, for for your sake, Hoke, so you're not sweating bullets. I'm gonna go with number six. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the, it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. The combination of Matt Breda and Jordan Howard, and major shout out to Kent Wyrock, who's currently uh, throwing out some ADP information there on. Uh, some some rookie mocks, or excuse me, some SFBX mocks, and I know my man Hogue is also running some mocks as well on DLF, uh, that one of which I'm a part of, and which I would love to be on the clock today. But that's neither here nor there. Matt Breda, Jordan Howard, Matt Breda currently 141 overall, Jordan Howard 113 overall. Somebody in this backfield is going to get a lot of work. Uh, we and, and and we anticipate that Jordan Howard would be the guy to be able to get the work on the ground. Matt Breda being the one that's going to get you the love through the air. Now, will both of them have value? You'd like to think so. You'd like to think so, right? You'd like to hope that Patrick Laird isn't going to be the fly in the ointment here. He's not going to be the one that ruins uh, whatever hopeful fantasy goodness um, that that's going to be coming out of the Miami backfield. So. Uh, for, specifically for the price, I really like both of those guys to be able to give you some B side love there. Number five. You wait, hold Tevin. on. I, I just want to oh, say sorry. something on that on that last yes, one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so John and when, John and I have yeah. had a contentious debate about that. He's great. He's in on Breda. Matt, yeah, you said Matt Breda and Jordan Howard, and both of us like the the mute signs just disappeared from our screens it's like we got something this i got a lot to say on this topic oh, I, I i don't but i i'm i'm team jordan howard there team matt breda um, so i think we probably should put a table bet out there oh we'll get to that yes we will okay All yeah right. because i think one of them is going to be a b-side right like one of them might step forward uh, yes. and get the majority of the work and become someone that you that you're pretty happy about starting as your rb two maybe um or just a guy that you're running out there as your flex 
but I think the other person, the other guy's also going to have value on your team too. So uh, th- those are, they, they kind of co code number six is there. Number five, the, the man that I used to be in love with and has taken a major fall from grace the last couple seasons, Tevin Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman currently going as running back overall 136. Now we know that Shanahan uh, is going to be able to give work to multiple guys in the backfield. We know that the ghost of Jarek McKinnon uh, is trying to make a comeback again. And we know that he'll also uh, is not afraid to use the likes of Jeff Wilson uh, to be able to really upset you and Kyle Juszczyk as well. But Tevin Coleman behind Raheem Mostert, who I think that after the run that he had last year is, I think he's unquestionably the guy in terms of being the, the top option. Tevin Coleman will still give you some late round love in your SFBX drafts. Number four, James White. This guy continues to just produce and be the passing the 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 passing game uh, workhorse, if you will, in a land where. We saw Damian Harrison at Alabama be really good at catching the ball in a land where Sony Michelle uh, got passing work in Georgia in a land where Rex Burkhead can also do these things. James White just keeps on trucking along. So if James White's on that roster uh, currently around 114 overall. I don't really hate that. Number three. And this one, people are probably going to think is super gross. And I get it, especially after 2019 being what it was. Tariq Cohen. Listen, hear me out. Just hear me out. Tariq Cohen last season, not sure if you guys noticed, but even as gross as that Chicago Bears backfield was last season, Tariq Cohen still still was pushing 100 targets last year. So in 2018, he lit the world on fire. Last year, he still gives you essentially 100-some-odd targets and a, and a ton of catches as well. And let me, I guess, stop stumbling over my words and actually give you numbers. 104 targets, which – Again, when you're second on the team to Allen Robinson in targets, I think you'll take that, especially if they're coming from Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky for this season. But uh, Tariq Cohen, again, a guy that you can get late and can still give you some passing game work if you're struggling for a flex or if for whatever reason you're waiting a long time to be able to get running backs, he can be one of those many that you pick up near the end. Number two, Damian Williams. Now, I know that there are people on this podcast who don't like Damian Williams. And I do know that there is at least one person on this podcast that does like Damian Williams. Now, Damian Williams is someone from, from a talent perspective, again, similar to Raheem Mostert toward the end of the year. We watched him show out in the playoffs. We watched him be someone who can break a game open. And when he was healthy, did great things for Kansas City. I think that many of us, most of us, believe that CEH will eventually overtake, if not from the gate, uh, in terms of the work in Kansas City. However, if I can take the number two uh, for Andy Reid and that offense uh, and again, be someone that maybe down the stretch you can plug in and save you in those bye weeks when things get really thin for some incredibly deep starting rosters for SFBX. uh, I don't mind Damian Williams around 101 and number one, my 101 of B side backs. Kareem Hunt. Currently at 84 overall, Kareem Hunt. And I'm not sure if you all saw the graphic and I can't remember. So forgive me. I think it was Graham Barfield who made who come out with the graphic where it said uh, essentially the weeks that Nick Chubb was the excuse me, when it was just Nick Chubb, the leading fantasy point getter for the Cleveland backfield was basically Nick Chubb all day long. When Kareem Hunt came back on the scene uh, from his suspension and all the mess that he was dealing with with that. I believe that Kareem Hunt led the backfield in fantasy points over Nick Chubb down the stretch, which is kind of crazy to think about. 
but Kareem Hunt, someone with Kevin Stefanski coming to town. I'm excited to see how he's going to leverage Kareem Hunt. I get there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cleveland, but for whatever reason, if Nick Chubb ever comes up lame, you're looking at Kareem Hunt being someone that you're getting at an absurdly amazing value who can take you home and really help you ride to an SFBX run, the likes of which in this panel only Stompy the Bear knows. So that is my top six B-side backs. Guys, what do you think? Jordan Howard all day. Suck it, Breda. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I should I should have I should have mentioned that this is excluding rookies. So guys like DeAndre Swift, guys like Keyshawn Vaughn, guys like Zach Moss, perhaps. Uh th- those are those are nice B-side pieces. I think they could come in and do some fun things, but we're we're leaving them out for the sake of this list currently. I I am I'm, I'm the person who likes Damian Williams. Just, <laughs> just he's, to put he, that out there. He's more of a jag than than other jags. Or yes. no, less less of a jag. That's what it was. Carlos Hyde is a jag. Damian Williams is also a jag, but he's less no, no, of a jag. That is than... pure sub that's purely <laughs> subjective on your part. We have that actual was... data that shows that Carlos Hyde is a less than a jag. Okay, okay. Look, I I I was not a Damian Williams fan last year. Because of where he was going, look at look at his ADP now. One on one, man, I I'm on board with him going one on one. I mean, <laughs> not one point oh one, but I'm on board with him going one hundred one overall. Um, yeah, no, I think man, it's man, this hot takey as hell. One on one, Damian these, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, man, I, somewhere, Brian Har is cussing you. Oh Oh, my goodness. That reared its ugly head already. So I'm not even going to go there, but, um, but yeah, no, I think it's a really good list, man. Uh, It's solid job. Very, very good. Very good. I don't have a problem with any one of these names on there. Um, These would be guys I would target too at their current ADP. So yeah, well, well done. Yeah, man. I love these. This is, uh, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I said, you know, I think we'll spend a little bit of time on, sfbx over the next you know handful of weeks just because there is some strategy that you can extract you know outside of of the scott fishbowl like this is this is just a list of guys you know to take into your redraft leagues regardless of the format regardless of the uh you know the the situation like this is this is what where fantasy championships are, are won quite honestly because these guys, you know, start off with a, maybe a smaller role. Some of these guys, um, you know, Tevin Coleman, Damian Williams in particular, um, you know, possibly Kareem Hunt. Like these guys start off with in, in Jordan Howard. Uh, they start off with a smaller role. But by the end of the season, you know, these guys could be in uh, every one of these guys could be in feature roles. In, and that's where championships are won. So. Yeah, I love this list. Uh, how about uh, let's get some from Stomp? All right. Um, I went with top six wide receivers. I will re- realistically intend to roster in SFB. Um, so this is probably going to give away my strategy a little bit, but I'm sure that a lot of people are thinking, thinking the same thing. Um, so... First one is Robert Woods, uh, 51 overall. By Mind you, these are uh, fantasy football calculator, ADP, redraft ADP. 
to QB. Um, I mean, I've been on Robert Woods really since 2017, but especially after Cooks because – or not uh, after uh, Brandon Cooks left or, or was traded um, because he put up – wide receiver or near wide receiver one numbers last year. And he's been doing it each of the last three years. He's put up wide receiver two numbers. Um, now he doesn't have Brandon cooks to compete with. Uh, he was leaned on down the stretch um, when they played a lot more 12 Cooper cup was kind of, he was fine, but he was touchdown dependent. Uh, Robert Woods, I believe is going to get uh, the majority or, or the, the most targets on the team. And I think he'll get more deep targets with Brandon Cooks gone, so um, higher chance of scoring there, uh, unlike what he did last year with only, I believe, three touchdowns. Um, so I, I, I'm team late wide receiver um, or, or zero wide receiver, I suppose. Um, and it's because of the guys that I, can, I feel I can get in the fifth, sixth, seventh round as my wide receiver one that I feel very comfortable with. Tyler Lockett's going around the same area there. Um, number two is Keenan Allen. I, I get the being down on Keenan Allen, especially with the QB change, but it's not as if Tyrod Taylor's arm is any worse than what Phillip Rivers was last year. And I have to imagine that they're going to lean on um, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I mean, the two best pass catchers in that, in that are on that team. Uh, Keenan Allen is good for like 160 targets basically every year. Um, he just eats targets and whether he's target dependent or not, it doesn't matter because he, he just, he gets all of the targets on that team. So I'm, I'm, I don't think anybody should be down on Keenan Allen, um, especially this far down. We're talking six round ADP fifth, fifth, sixth round ADP. He's still got a chance to be back in wide receiver one. And that means you're getting a steal that far back. Uh Number three is uh, Tyler Boyd. He's going 72nd overall, which I believe is the sixth, the end of the sixth round. No, end of the fifth round. Um, I mean, Ty, I, I don't know what else Tyler Boyd has to do here. I understand that uh, A.J. Green is coming back. T. Higgins is there. But Tyler Boyd's a wide receiver, too, on that team. And possibly the wide receiver, one. Really, you can make an argument for that because of uh, A.J. Green's absence over the last two seasons. But even with A.J. Green in there, I believe in 2018, he had better numbers with A.J. Green when he played with A.J. Green than when he didn't. Now you're adding, I mean, at least the equal of Andy Dalton if not better, his rookie season and Joe Burrow. So you're, you're, it's not like, I don't think you're going to miss too much with that, with the QB situation there. Um, AJ Green's off the injured. So Tyler, especially later in his career, Tyler Boyd could take over that wide receiver one role. Um, I mean, pretty easily. And then they have their offensive line gets healthier. Um, and I just, I, I think that Tyler Boyd's good for, I mean, the last two seasons, he had 108 targets in 14 games 148 and 16 games last year 120 i think is 120 targets for tyler boyd is very much i think in his i mean it's probably where he will he's projected at and i mean that's good enough those targets are good enough to get him a thousand yards he's had a thousand yards each of the last two seasons so having tyler boyd again that late where he's going to give you wide receiver two numbers 
pretty easily. Um, I'll, I'll take him as my wide receiver one because I am an RB heavy uh, drafter. Uh, number four, Brandon Cooks. Uh, the only concern, or the, at least the only concern I can think of, is concussions. If you're concerned about him going from LA to Houston, I wouldn't be. Uh, Deshaun Watson has one of the highest A dots in the league. Loves to throw deep. They have speed all over the place in that on that team. Um, he can also Cook can also run underneath routes, get him the ball in in space, and he's taken off. Um, I think he's the wide receiver one there. I, if we really want to worry about injuries, it's Will Fuller that you should be the most worried about. Um, yes, Brandon Cooks has the concussions, but Will Fuller has the soft tissue injuries, which is the one that will take him off the field a lot faster. Um, so while you, you do have to worry a bit about concussions, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the Dante Devonte Adams year, I believe, after 2015 when he got hit by Danny Trevathan. I don't know if that's right. Maybe it was 2016. Either way, he he had a bad concussion. I think he got two that year. A lot of people were worried about Devontae Adams, and now he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. So I, I, I'm not saying Brandon Cooks is Devontae Adams. I'm saying, like, don't overblow the concussion issues, especially when he's going in the eight, at 84, which is the back end of the seventh. Uh, number five, Marquise Brown, extremely efficient last season, even with the foot. Um, Lamar Jackson threw a ton of touchdowns last year, 9% uh, for the – he had a 9% touchdown rate. And Marquise Brown, I believe, only caught like two or something like that. Um, he he just didn't get as many as you would project with the volume and the, and the A dot that he got. Uh, sorry, you got seven. What am I? I don't even know what I was thinking about. Jesus, that was, I wasn't even a close of a guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, he only played, he only started 11 games, again, had the foot issue, but was extremely efficient. Um, and I think he has established himself as a wide receiver one. Um, I know the volume isn't there, but because he has a, a high yards per attempt or yards per target, I have to believe that he's going, he's going to be a good value and be startable most weeks. Um, so that's why I like Marquise Brown late, like, and, and he's going 92nd overall. So it's not like you're banking on him to be elite by any means. And finally the post post type sleeper, Curtis Samuel at 115. Um, I, I was part of the Curtis Samuel hype train last year. I don't think the process was wrong, just the results. He had a, the ninth most air yards in the league despite uh, having relatively low targets to those above him and around him. Um, and a lot of people will point to that as, well, Teddy Bridgewater isn't a deep ball passer, uh, which is fine. I mean, I agree, but I th they also signed Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson plays most of the snaps as that over-the-top type. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore will kind of um, switch in and out of the slot. So I think Curtis Samuel will get a decent amount of targets from the slot, and that's what he's meant to do. That's what he was good at at OSU. Um, 
he's good with the football in space. He's fast. You just got to get him the ball. And I think he's not used correctly only uh, for only running deep routes. So I'm hoping that Joe Brady, who got Justin Jefferson, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and um, Joe Burrow's careers off to a, uh, or, or I guess a fantastic start here in the NFL is now the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Um, so I, I'm hoping that what we saw from Justin Jefferson last or in, in uh, 2019 in college where he played a lot of snaps from the slot is what we will see from Curtis Samuel, but I'm willing to take that chance again in like double digit rounds late. What do you guys think? Man, I like it. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I like three through six on this list an awful lot. Um, I think where they're going, there's a lot of value for Boyd, Cooks, Brown, and Samuel. Um, Keenan Allen, to me, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just not – he's probably not a guy I'm going to target uh, just because, like you addressed, the, the quarterback concerns. I don't know if it's Tyrod. I don't know if it's Herbert. But either way, I think it's a downgrade from what he had last year, so I don't expect him to build on his numbers. And I, I've never been a, a Bobby Trees guy. Um, you mentioned. Stompy. Excuse me, you're yeah, you're yeah. not a what? I'm not a Bobby Trees. Did guy. Did you just make fun of Robbie Forrest? Um, sure, sure, you I'll take what, it. James? I'll take ownership of it. But, but either way, <laughs> you mentioned that Tyler Lockett was going in that area. I would take Tyler Lockett hands down. Like it wouldn't even be a question mm. over over Robert Woods. So right. um, that's that's. Yeah, if there was one name I'm probably not going to target on this list, that's who it is. But other than that, man, I, I really like a lot of the weight value, uh, especially towards the bottom of this list. I think there's some really good names for the Scott Fishbowl scoring that can really help you out, you know, and you can get later in drafts, especially if you wait at receiver. Bobby Toothpicks. Love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and I think the, the main thing that I took away from the entire list that you had there, Stomping in what you were – making sure to reiterate that people understood is that you're calling for Brandon cooks to be Devonte Adams. So I'm, yes. I'm on board with, with you got it. Well, I mean, Watson. the, the, the gap between the two quarterbacks is so large that I think it makes up for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love the list too. I, I like all the names. No, can I, can I ask a question? Do we, can we, do we have the time for that? Yeah. yeah for go sure. for it. Right. So, so, so when it comes to Keenan Allen, do you like? Can you tell me the story where he's 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 the Keenan Allen that we've seen moving forward? I, mean, I don't. That we've always seen. I don't think, and maybe I, I misspoke there. I don't think he will be the Keenan Allen that we've seen. One hundred two, ninety-seven, one hundred four receptions. Um, but can he get eighty? I mean, one hundred twenty target targets and eighty receptions. Yeah, and and I th still think he gets over a thousand yards. Um, the touchdowns is where it's going to vary, but I, I guess for me, when you're, I, I don't know what overall number he is going in terms of wide receivers. I, I just, I view the value. He's just such a good route runner and such a good wide receiver that it's just, I, I don't think it matters. He's kind of almost quarterback proof to a, to a point. I think we trust Tyrod Taylor enough to throw the ball, um, I'm not concerned there. It's not like Kyle Allen or uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, Duck Hodges that is throwing the ball. I mean, it's not – they'll probably throw less just because Tyrod Taylor will probably take off a little bit more. But I still think he's the leading 
receiver for uh, the Chargers, and he'll get close, probably around 120 targets. Yeah, and I and I think that for me, because I've, I've thought a lot about Keenan Allen, Allen of late for some strange reason, just because he's always been really good, like he's fantastic, and he's always earned lion's share of targets by trusted Philip Rivers. No matter who was the coordinator, Wisenhunt, whoever it is, doesn't matter. He Keenan Allen's a constant. Keenan Allen, and in, in, in for the folks checking this out, uh, so so the last three seasons of targets for Keenan Allen. 2019, 149, 2018, 136, 2017, 159. So Keelan Allen is by far going to be the leading target getter in L.A. Uh, I think the only question is volume, but I think that you you can still tell yourself the story, and I'm telling myself the story. Keenan Allen's going to be okay because at the end of the day, he's still going to be the leading target getter for that offense. Uh, just hoping that Herbert doesn't doesn't blow it for us <laughs> at least so according to fantasy football calculator and two qb um adp keenan allen oh get out of here with your ads keenan allen is going as the 25th overall wide receiver um so i, I mean i think that's tremendous value because i think you're getting you're getting him at his floor i think and his ceiling could end up being back in wide receiver one if he does garner over 120 targets. Nice. So uh, before we get to James here, um, I think we should, uh, we, we'll just go ahead and correct uh, something on Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt real quick for, uh, for J Mike, <laughs> just, just because, I mean, obviously uh, Graham Barfield and Scott Barrett are both listening to this episode. So, so just, just, <laughs> just, just to, just to clear it up. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was Scott Barrett's tweet that, uh, uh, on, uh, on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, but yeah, so, so basically, so basically when Kareem Hunt returned from suspension, uh, yeah. weeks 10 through 17, Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb six weeks to two. Yeah. Six weeks to two. There it is. Like that's. That's substantial. <laughs> so that that's, <laughs> and it's really weird when you think about that. But Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb head to head for for the span of six to two out of eight out of the last eight weeks of the season. Like that's yeah. that's that shakes you at the core a little bit for for me as someone who's been so excited for Nick Chubb. Uh, and if Stefanski wants to be able to implement him even more, man, that's ooh, that's, that's yeah. kind of scary. You call yourself a fan. Get out of here. Nick Chubb is going for 1,400 yards again, and he's going for double-digit uh, touchdowns. Watch. So uh, real quick, like while we're on the topic, I've got to point out, I was listening to Fantasy Football Weekly with uh, Paul Charchian and, and Brian Johnson, and Brian pointed out that Chubb had uh, 15 attempts from inside the five yard line, he was terrible in the red zone. Terrible, ne- negative fourteen yards, two touchdowns on fifteen attempts. If fifteen attempts is a lot, by the way, for a running back, and he punched it in twice, he went backwards more than he went forward. So uh, there's there's reason for concern. I think I think it's fair to say because of that number. Are you kidding me? If he can't get into Who, the end zone, re- oh no, hold on. Do you really think they're going to use Kareem Hunt in the five in the five was, zone without with Chubb there? He was more effective. 
Uh, I can't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna yell at you today. It's a new offensive system, and they have upgraded their offensive line tremendously. So I expect that number to be better. But it, it, he was definitely not good in the red zone last year, and I think it was because teams didn't respect Baker throwing the ball in the red zone. So uh, we'll see if that changes this year. Yeah, and this is the la- last thing I'll throw out, and this is what scares me most, Stompy. So so hear me out here. Even even as a wubba lubba chub chub stand that I am, Chubb without Kareem Hunt, nineteen point seven points per game. He was RB five in that span of time. Chubb with Hunt, thirteen points per game, RB twenty three in that span. Okay, I'm not worried. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> All right, James. Let's uh, let's get your football related top six. Finally, gosh. All right, uh, my my football related uh, top six goes to the top six quarterbacks who are going to benefit most from the SFBX scoring system. The Scott Fishbowl ten scoring. I'm going to start with number six. That is Dak Prescott. And the reason why he's number six to me is because we all kind of figured Dak Prescott was going to be good in any format just because, uh, you know, the, the passing volume is there, the touchdowns were there, um, and the supporting cast is, if anything, better than it was last year um, with the addition of C.D. Lamb to Michael Gallup and to Amari Cooper, and you have Zeke back again and an elite offensive line. But the reason being is, look, he only threw nine interceptions with as many uh, passing attempts as he had that – only sacked 23 times. So again, remember half of uh, it's, it's negative half a point per sack. And, and Dak was only sacked 23 times. He had 30 touchdown passes. The touchdowns are huge in this format because not only do you get the touchdown points, but oh yeah, every touchdown also counts as a first down. Um, so that's huge too. So, so Dak Prescott to me is number six here. Number five for me is Ryan Tannehill. Look, he only threw seven interceptions last year, which is good. Um, that's a, it's a good low solid number. He was sacked 36 times, which is a little less than the league average. Um, so that was okay. And then 22 touchdown passes. So again, um, a guy who, you know, people are going to overlook because they think Derrick Henry was used so much. But I mean, 23 touchdown passes is not it's not terrible for a quarterback that didn't start the year as the uh, the starting quarterback. So while the interception and sack numbers might go up, uh, so might the touchdown passes. So um, he, he's also helped by the scoring, I think. Number four is Aaron Rodgers. And the guy just never throws a lot of interceptions and that's, what's really going to help him last year, only six interceptions. Now he was sacked 41 times, which was just over league average. Um, so that's a concern. Um, he's definitely got to cut those down, but 26 touchdown passes in a down year. Um, so that, that should help him. Uh, you know, this, this scoring format should really help bump Rogers a little bit in my opinion. Number three for me is Drew Brees. Drew Brees, we know he missed some time, but he he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions either. He was uh, he, he threw five interceptions last year. He was only sacked 15 times, which even if he only played half the year, even if he only had eight starts, which he had more than that, um, that still would would equal about 30 for the season. And that's well under the league average. So um, he, he did a fantastic job uh, of staying upright. And he had 27 touchdown passes, even though he missed all those starts. So this is a guy that if he's healthy and we can project him out for a full season, the Scott Fishbowl really uh, should look uh, should look really, really good. Uh, good for him in that scoring format. Number two for me is Lamar Jackson. Look, we know Lamar Jackson's going to be good because he was, he was great last year, but man, do you know he had the second most red zone passing attempts? I, 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 that's insane. Oh, and what did he do with them? He, 
threw 24 touchdown passes and had no interceptions, none. No red zone interceptions. That's amazing. Um, Lamar Jackson, and that's just passing touchdowns. Imagine how many he had rushing inside the red zone too. Dude is legit just a, a, a monster, and this scoring is just going to help him even more. And my number one quarterback who's going to benefit from this scoring format is Russell Wilson because he had the most red zone passing attempts last year, and he resulted in 25 touchdowns and only one interception inside the red zone. Um, he's a guy who, hey, when they get down there, uh, you know, I think a lot of teams expect them to run with that strong power running game and Chris Carson. They use play action a lot, and Russell Wilson throws the ball a lot. So um, I think he is going to benefit greatly from this scoring format. Again, 25 touchdowns and one interception inside the red zone last year. He's just so steady. I mean, you can count on him. He's one of those safe picks that you want in the Scott Fishbowl, and he's a guy who's going to get bumped even further up with this scoring format for me. So uh, guys, what do you think of my list here? Hogue, how happy were you to see Aaron Rodgers on his list here? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is uh, I don't know, man. Like, I I get so much crap for the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and uh, I I try so hard to to compromise on that, and then along comes F- SFBX scoring where Aaron Rodgers is king yet again. And I just, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying he's so not, hard, but he's not, oh, of, not course he is. of course he is. He's of course he's by the scoring. So he'll, he'll be a, he'll be a front end QB two and not a back end QB two. All right. He's going to be the QB one in the scoring, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's going. So, I, but I will oh say. Oh my God. That is a <laughs> Are you gonna <laughs> yell at me or what? Are you gonna no, Are you gonna do gonna it? Laugh. Are we gonna do this? No. So I, I I have to say one thing that I do have to say though, because I spend so much time carrying the water for Aaron Rodgers. That another guy that I that I you know kind of neglect to uh, to remind people about is Carson Wentz. He he belongs on this list as well. To be honest with you, he he that was actually trash trash take. Uh, three straight years of seven interceptions. Uh, he's he's taken well, fewer it's a lot sacks. Easier to throw seven interceptions when you're only playing 12, 13 games, but okay. He played oh, how many games did he play last year? Damn it. He played 16 last year. Trust 16. me. Everyone reminds me that he played 16 last year. Good. Good. Yeah. It's that's important for you to keep in mind. Um, he took fewer he sacks than most of these guys. Passes, so not great yeah seven interceptions he took 31 sacks i don't know man he belongs on this list too i'd say i i, I and i think i'm with hogan that i i like i like this list a lot james i like what you did here and i mm-hmm. like that you didn't just choose a bunch of the guys at the top to say hey it's just a, these guys who are really good they're gonna be even better like <laughs> like okay cool that's that's fine and all uh there's one i feel like glaring omission and it's Matt Ryan. And mm-hmm. the reason it's Matt Ryan, last season, Matt Ryan led the league in completed passes, completed passes per game, and he was like top eight in completion percentage. So uh, he's, I think he's someone to probably consider. And e- even, and I'm not sure how people feel about how good Atlanta's going to be, so maybe they'll, they'll be less trash than last season, which maybe brings the passing volume down some, but as we ride the Matt Ryan roller coaster, we just had the bad Matt Ryan year. We know that the next one's about to be the good Matt Ryan season. <laughs> so 
uh, I, I think he'd be the only one that I'd love to add to that top six. But I, I like what you did there. I like what you did with your list. I like all those. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's a good I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give you the point there for, as far as the uh, the roller coaster thing goes because I remember the the Matt Ryan bad seasons always followed up by the good one. Always. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the only reason why Matt Ryan was left off this list was because I believe he was the most sacked quarterback last season. Mm, probably. Also, he also threw like 15 or 16 interceptions. He had he, his interceptions were pretty high last year, so I left him off because of those two marks. But he could definitely improve on that. So yeah, I I, I could see it. I, I thought Tom Brady might belong on this list. Um, better weapons than he's ever had. Far worse uh, defense than, <laughs> than he's had for a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I I guess I don't I don't know what to expect from Brady because it seems like he is in the twilight of his career, but at the same time, he's still being productive, and he still threw the ball 613 times last year, even with a great defense. So. I mean, 550-plus passing attempts with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Rob Gronkowski, he could end up being a, a steal in terms of uh, quarterbacks. I, would, I wouldn't want him as my QB1 by any means, but I would feel comfortable with him as a QB2. Yeah, you're never going to hear me say bad things about the GOAT. But uh, the only reason why he, he was left off my list is just because he's kind of a statue back there, man. He doesn't move very well, so I'm worried I'm worried that if that Tampa Bay offensive line doesn't protect him, he might he might be up there in sacks. But, uh, but that's my only knock on him because, like you said, I mean, a really good supporting cast could be throwing the ball an awful lot. So, yeah, he, he, could, definitely, uh, he could definitely find a place on, on a top six list for sure. Man, you say that you're you're not gonna say anything bad about the goat, yet you constantly shit talk Aaron Rodgers. Although, like this, this uh, he's this not the goat. Easily putting him on this list is easily the nicest thing you've ever said about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, thank you. And I'm I'm gonna add one more thing now that this list is complete. I just want to tell everybody that Batman is not a superhero. He has no superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Superman is a superhero. He's got superpowers. Batman's just like Scrooge McDuck. You know, just like like swimming around in his gold coins. And and I don't think he's a man of the people at all. J Mike. Um, yet he's, yet he's part of the justice league. He's the wisest likely in the justice. He league. supplies and, the justice. League. And he supplies the justice <laughs> yeah. league. Well, so he, while, he so while Superman is running around crying about, uh, kryptonite or whatever we call, we're calling that not even a real thing in life. We're dealing with a guy who built, who literally did the Drake, Started from the bottom, now he's here. Justice League and the best DC superhero movies that there are. Oh, it's not even under DC, just the Dark Knight period. You know what? Just we the got, Dark Knight yeah, series well, period. Not all the superheroes can have their own butler to help them out with things, okay? <laughs> all right, some of us can all that stuff on our own, okay? Unbelievable. Some so of us here, here's the other thing. Some of us can be born on Planet Krypton. Some some of us had to, some of us had to build from the back cave. We had to start in the mud, in the grind. You know, you know <laughs> who doesn't. You know who doesn't die from Manhattan. You know yeah. who doesn't die from kryptonite? Batman. Oh, also, I'm mean, other point here. That means that Iron Man's not a superhero, and he's no. the one that saved the universe by doing the snap, man. You know, gonna call that dude a superhero? If his suit malfunctions, he is basically you. And me in in a, in a suit. Hold on, don't you dare compare you and me. That's 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 who we are. That's that's well, okay. That's who, that's who you are. 
Except for James, if it malfunctions, then he's just got another suit coming. I don't know what to tell you, man. Exactly. He, exactly. That that dude, that that needs. Ahead. That's what he needs. He needs. Yeah, like nanobots anyway. They don't malfunction. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. It's Unbelievable, dark. James. You are show, you are showing the world who you are right now. Don't make me angry, Jay Mike. You will not like me when I'm angry. Unbelievable. <laughs> Elitist <laughs> attitude. I would We're not here. have taken. I would not have guessed. Uh, um, let's move on. All right. What's the next topic? Andy, oh, right, bad guys oh, come goodness. on in. Superhero to me. Top six trash superheroes. Number one, Batman. <laughs> I thought my log off button. Where is the log off button? Where is the James Glutard? Is the worst superhero? He's two. He's two on that list. He just, he, just, he just hasn't had his day yet. He just he just needs a good origin story and uh, and and. I don't even know. I don't even know how you create that origin story. <laughs> Like I said, he's gonna eat a, a piece of of deep dish pizza, radioactive <laughs> toast. <laughs> he's gonna spend the entire night in the bathroom and uh, sitting on the toilet, and uh, yeah, from there, uh, the worst story, story ever. Bows vengeance from his toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You back, pizza. That's right. Meanwhile, so we've got our airing of grievances episode that we're going to get to at some point this off season. Batman Superman is, uh, is going on that one. Um, but yeah, let's, how about we snake these and go with James's uh, second top six list. I like being in the middle of drafts. It's so Ooh, good. You catch me off guard here. All right. I'm going to go with my top six. Fishes. That's right. In honor of Scott Fish, the one who puts on the the uh, the, the wonderful fishbowl that we get to do the SFBX this year. Um, I have I have categorized the top six fishes. Number six, goldfish crackers. You know those ones that you can get at the store that are in that little like baggie. You know, I think the original flavor was like cheddar, and those are all right. Those are okay, but they got like pizzeria ones now, and those are those are good. Those are really good. Because this order is wrong. Those the the cheddar blasted fish ch- fish crackers are should be number one. They're the number one fish. Uh, well, I love you, Scott. Those beat you out. Those I, are double gluten, by the way. Good. Gluten. Now I'm rubbing it both your faces. Shut up. MSG on a on a wheat cracker. So no, I have. I can't I wait. Have, somebody wants some one. Somebody wants them off the list because they're gluten. I put them six, and it's still not good enough. Man, John, John, I might go into work tomorrow and uh, just show you a gigantic scoop of MSG. Ugh. And then I'm yeah, going to lick I, it and then laugh at you. No, I won't because it tastes terrible. <laughs> I, I imagine it like actually being kind of like glowing, like radioactive. It's like not, it's, but it's a powder. <laughs> yeah. Like I, so, I always imagine like actual gluten to be just kind of this like really dull gray kind of paste. Just kind of and, a matter. Just what is that? But like in an MSG is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's just this like iridescent, like glowing thing. <laughs> Sorry, James. Yeah, you should fun. be. My goodness. All right. The goldfish crackers are at six. And that's where they're staying. <laughs> Erroneous. Number five is tuna fish. Look, man, tuna fish isn't, it's not flashy. 
you, you're not going to go, oh, man, I got tuna fish today. And you're not going to be singing a tune and whistling around thinking about your tuna fish sandwich you got for lunch, right? But it gets the job done. It's, it's I, okay. I have an issue with both of these. You should I, flip the entire list. The tuna, and I'm going to say something. People are going to get angry when they hear this. Subway is good. I don't care. Mm-hmm, and their tuna mm-hmm. is the best. Yes. You can suck it. <laughs> Everything is on gluten there. Like, you guys are just so, like, this is hey. a... Man up, get over your episode we have ever had. I've never felt so out of place. Put it in a bowl. All right, get it to go. Don't worry about the bread. It's fine. But either way, tuna fish, it's it's steady, it's consistent. You could basically go somewhere, order tuna fish, and you know what you're getting, right? Like it's not gonna surprise you and be like, oh, they got raisins in this. Like, no, you know what you're gonna get. Tuna fish is it's consistent. My number four fish is fishing, ice fishing, to be uh, to, to, to put a particular spin on it. Living in Wisconsin, there's ice like eight months out of the year, so we got to figure out something to do with it. So it keeps our beer cold while we go outside, and we cut a hole in it, and uh, we you know put the tip-ups up, and we, we get drunk, and we fish. And ice fishing is great, especially if you got a couple buddies to, to ice fish with. That's the way to go. So ice fishing is number four on my list. Number three on my list is Klaus, the fish from American Dad, who his story is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen American Dad, but just to sum it up, basically he is uh, he's a, a German, um, well, an Olympic uh, skier, and uh, he was about to win a gold medal for German Germany. And uh, and Stan, the CIA agent, uh, switches his brain with a fish, so that way he cannot win the gold medal. And so um, a, a human a human brain and a fish body is basically the story there, and uh, and it's it's pretty great he's, he's a pretty great character number two on my list is swedish fish dude swedish fish are awesome i mean the originals are cool they just they come in the red flavor and and nobody knows what that flavor is it's been debated is it cherry is it fruit punch is it it can be like four different fruits over in in sweden and norwegian area but nobody knows what it is but we all know it's delicious and we want it and it doesn't taste like fish thank goodness because that would not be a good candy but Swedish fish are great. My number one fish is Scott fish. And that's right. You know, we owe Scott fish. The, the whole reason why we're doing this with these top sixes is because of Scott fish. He, he, he puts this all together. He, he organizes the whole thing with fantasy cares, gets, gets kids presents during the Christmas season. I mean, just like what, what an awesome dude. So down to earth. Um, Scott fish deserves to be number one on this list. Stompy. How dare you say that he is worse than, than goldfish crackers? And tuna. Man. And tuna. And tuna. Oh, oh. And <laughs> tuna. Well, now your Twitter mention is just going to get blown up now. So I, I don't even want to. That's going to be a wasteland after this episode drops. But Scott Fish is my number one fish. All right, Stompy. Let's let's hear all your all your grievances with my fish list. I already told you my grievances, and I don't care about ice fishing, so. I've never actually been ice fishing. I don't really want to. Oh, never, never have. I'm like, I'm good. Whatever. I'll play video games and talk about football. Yeah. Play a video game of ice fishing. It'll be fun. Oh, what? How would (laughs) (laughs) wake up at six in the morning, grab real beer, drink it, cold beer, and then ice fish? It's going to be great. It'll be like the real thing. Go sit outside in the middle of January and. Just play it on your phone. Yeah, there you like, go. I actually like that better. I, I always feel that <laughs> way. Like, 
So I live in the in in Colorado, about thirty minutes from the Rocky Mountains, and I, I I've been skiing once, I've been snowboarding once, and I hated them both. And I've always felt like it would be so much easier, rather than like because it ends up being about an hour and a half drive to any of the resorts. So I I've, I've always felt like it'd be so much easier to just like go out into my front yard and just fall down a handful of times and then go back in like it would save me so much time it's the exact same experience so like i'm i'm all about hacking stupid like winter leisure sports how dare you ice fishing i I mean mean, come on i you can be yeah i i'm not a very athletic looking dude all right and i can ice fish so it's not a sport you just go out there. It's a reason to drink. You get to go out there, drink a few beers. I, I uh, I'll go with you, like skiing and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just stay in the cabin and drink, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm not an outdoors person. Not everybody has to be an outdoors person. Don't no. judge me. I'm Lily White, and I like playing video games. <laughs> I also have fair skin, so going outside's not good for me. <laughs> Jay Mike, save me here. What what what's going on? This list fishes. Come on, I I, I yet, did all right. Yet again, yet again, an incredible list. Uh, the the only thing is, I, I've just I've never seen American Dad. So, I, what you described is is I laughed out loud actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm <while laughs> muted, so I think that that will be really interesting. The only thing omitted from your list that I would swap, you didn't put fish tacos and Ooh. fish tacos make my world go round. So uh, nice. I think I, I might swap out Klaus for that, but, but otherwise ice fishing, even though I've never been, I find it intriguing in, in, in thought. So fish tacos, they go on there somewhere, but you did, you, you killed it. You absolutely Man, killed it. That is a glaring omission. Fish tacos are, are delicious. I, uh, I could have put like six different fish foods on here and, mm, yes. and been happy, but, uh, but I guess, I guess I, uh, Ah man, I had to leave that one off. That's salmon patties when they were younger. Yes, (laughs) the best. You missed on salmon patties, man. No, it's fried fish. That's basically it. Missing it, stomp. (laughs) Man, how (laughs) how did I just absolutely kill that? Not that did not land as intended. That um, that was that was uh, brutal, John. I felt that. That (laughs) was brutal. Uh, I felt that silence. (laughs) I hope you. I hope you leave that in there just so everybody. I'll leave it. That just Uh, hit. That kills everything. I don't. I don't. don't, Shut off the podcast. (laughs) I don't edit for vanity. So it's 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 there. I took a shot. It didn't work. Oh, it did. Um. All right, Stomp. Let's hear your your next top six. My top six. Well, I find a crickets drop to to put after it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my top six. Um. I took top six X's. Um. Really, it should be ten. Uh. But John had already put a ten on the list of topics we could discuss. So I took the X's. Um, I'll start at number six, static X. Uh, I don't know if 
many people will remember them. I believe they were late nineties, early two thousands, kind of around the same time as a system of a down. So that same type of music. I had that phase that high school kind of emu phase, <laughs> the junior high, high school emu phase. Um, emu like the animal, like yeah. the giant bird. Yep. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. No, I ran around like I would hop around on my two legs and not fly anywhere. (laughs) I'm from Australia. Um, Good day, mate. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Number five, uh, exhibit. I'm going to go pip yo ride. Um, J. Mike does it much better. Yeah, he does. Well, he is also a black man with a much more beautiful voice than I, me. So um, I'm just Stompy the Bear. <laughs> John yeah, Bear can't really pull that off. John Michael. Yes, sir. You got to do your exhibit. <laughs> uh, oh, man, it's going to be tough. <clears throat> I don't know if I can do this on the spot because I don't think it's that good, but X to the Z, and we going to pimp your ride. That's all I got. <laughs> it's good. It's good. If, if you don't remember that show, that was, I mean, entertainment never ending. They tried to put like these uh, exhaust pipes in that blew a fire without asking the boss. And it like exploded out of the back. And it was the craziest thing. And they did the most impractical things on the car. And it was just like, why did you do this? Why didn't you just do some uh, stuff on the outside and leave the inside alone? So um, I, I love that show. Uh, so exhibit, um, <laughs> exhibit uh is number five here um number four the x-men I, listen the x-men could be great and i hope they are great with marvel now now that they can like reset um there are there are some movies in x-men that are pretty in like the x-men series that are pretty good they're a fantastic comic book so that's why they make the list but the movies have just been so hit and miss that they they land at four on my um List here for top six X's number three. And this, (laughs) we had a discussion before the podcast. Basically, John tried to call me out for pandering (laughs) to the audience. I swear to God, this is not true because I'm pretty sure that when people hear X, there's like three different things that can pop into their mind. And I'm sure that they are going to be the next three things. Um, So American history X, a fantastic movie um, with Edward Norton. Um, not going to go into it much because I'm not pandering, but it's a fantastic movie. You should watch it. Um, number two, Vin Diesel. I am Groot. Vin Diesel, triple X, baby. And Andy came back after he died, right? So he he might be a superhero, James. Triple um, X. <laughs> Vin Diesel is a superhero. Well, he is Groot, right? So he is a superhero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then number one, uh, again, not pandering, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, I, I mean, really, he's probably the most, one of the most important men, not only black men, but men uh, in, in modern history and U.S. history um, spoke for uh, uh, equal rights for, for African-Americans, was kind of opposite of Martin Luther King, wanted to take it or, or fight fire with fire uh, where Martin Luther King was more peaceful, but um, I'm also watching a 
documentary on Malcolm X on Netflix. So he is in kind of the front of my mind. So that was the first X I could think of. It's a solid list, man. It really is. It's a good list. Um, I mean, just going down an exhibit was awesome on, on Pipio ride. Like that was, that was so cool. X-Men are, are, those are superheroes. They have super abilities. Um, so I like that. <laughs> American history X was, was, uh, was a good, great movie. I, I, one of the things that always sticks with me in that movie is at the very end. Um, the one thing that he learned was that hate is baggage and that, that always stuck with me. Um, it's always something I always remind myself of that hate is baggage. You don't, you don't need to carry around that baggage with you. So, um, just, just, a a, a really good list, man. I mean, all these come to mind when I think of X's. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a good list. I think you did well. Yeah, I think, the, I, I think the bigger issue was just that six isn't quite enough for this particular list because X marks a spot, didn't make it in. X's and O's didn't make it in. Degeneration X didn't make Ooh, it in. Ooh, okay, good good call. Good call there. Uh, fine, whatever. If you, <laughs> if you ain't down with DX, we got two words for you. What? Suck it? <laughs> Crunch job. <laughs> I, I'm just I, I'm more I'm really upset. And, and by the way, Stompy, I, I love your list as well, specifically X-Men. Um my my only issue is the fact that James the Brain would like to try to tell me that Jubilee, the one that has sparklers that come out of her hands or whatever that is, is more of a superhero than Batman. This is I I am <laughs> this guy. This guy tonight, I tell you what, you think you know someone, and we start talking superheroes, and they just show their behind off everywhere right now. I don't. Oh my god, man, unreal. This is this is this is the kind of I'm, this is gonna Gabe. Gabe had my back. Where is Gabe? I'm Gabe in here. Twitter wars going on about what's a superhero? <laughs> Unbelievable, James. You are starting a war. This guy, Superman, this guy. might not be the hero y'all want, but he is the hero that you. I'm gonna need. put a poll out. The superhero is Batman, a superhero, and we'll see what those results give us. Okay, okay, we'll see how many people are woke. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the last the last polls I'm going to trust or give authority on superheroes will be Twitter polls. So you yeah. have fun with that. Yeah. I'm going to know what you find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point. I'm with Jay Mike on that. Yeah. Oh, we agree now at the end of the show. Great, awesome. Anyway, <laughs> let me get to mine <laughs> before we start singing "Kumbaya" and stuff over here. My <laughs> second category here is the top six toys, uh, and I pull these uh, exclusively from the Scott Fish Bowl X SFBX list here uh, of, of things that are there. And so, basically, what I'm doing is taking you all down. Memory lane for me and, and and nostalgia avenue for my childhood and the things that really shaped uh, everything everything that I feel like uh, I I loved as a child. So number six, uh, and I had this entire set at home, uh, complete with the actual mobile, the actual place where they were, but the actual Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Oh man, you talk about I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Like ah, uh, dope theme song. Dope movie, Slimer's annoying, but you grow to love him. And the high C flavor that that Slimer was on, the green high C, if you remember as a kid, that was also delicious. No, and and speaking of 
Ghostbusters is actually the division that I wanted to be in. I chose to be in because my number one, it was way too many people <laughs> that, want, that wanted that one. Yeah, uh, I, actually, I my top. On the same boat. I was like, no, no, nobody played with Ninja Turtle action. Oh, no, no, they yeah, did. No, everybody. <laughs> so, so all five of these beforehand uh, were all just like way too many people. So I'm in Ghostbusters if people want to join in. Or excuse me, I don't even know if I am. I'm just, that's the one I requested. Number five, Transformers. Robots in disguise, Optimus Prime in the group, love Transformers as a kid. And they even in the first movie, first, maybe even the first two movies, I really like what they did with the Transformers. I think it kind of got weird after a little bit. Um, and then the Bumblebee movie, that was even fun as well. But Transformers, just they've endured time in an amazing way. Are they aliens? Are they robots? People still debate to this day, even though the story clearly says they're aliens. But I'm not going to go there. It's not. It's not. It's neither here nor there. Have Number you, four. Have you? Do you the one you, thing they are not is a form of transportation. Do you know? No. Do you know Donald Faison is. Yes. 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 Scrubs. Uh, oh, they're they're doing a Scrubs rewatch show. Him and uh, Zach Braff, and they were talking about how Donald Faison does a good Neil Diamond impression. And he sings the he would sing the Transformers song as Neil Diamond said, Transformers more than meets the eye. Trans <laughs> you gotta listen to it, it's pretty funny. But that just I'm when you said more than meets the eye, I was like, Yes, I just heard that today. Yes, that's a win. That's a huge win. Uh number four, another thing that shaped and I had all sorts of uh, of these as a child and played with them for much longer than I care to admit publicly. So I will not out myself in this instance. G.I. Joe's. Uh love G.I. Joe's. G.I. Joe's great American heroes. Yeah. G.I. No. Joe's great American heroes. Can I can I share a uh, G.I. Joe related story? Please do yes. when I was a kid. So I had I had I, I must have had like a hundred G.I. Joe's. Like I had a, a bucket full of GI Joe's. Right. And one night I decided it was going to, it was raining outside and I, I went in the backyard and I thought I would be smart and I was going to have a war with these GI Joe's, but we, we were, we were, we we're going to bury our dead is what we were going to do. <laughs> and I buried them all in the backyard. Everybody find, did that. Yeah. I had three left at the end and I could not find, I, I put a little X in there so I could find them. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that would wash away with the rain overnight, and uh, I could not find the rest of them. And Dad wouldn't let me dig up the entire backyard to get them, so I lost all my GI Joes that way, man. And uh, and it stung. I had to grow up quick after that. So, <laughs> to me, there are two types of people. There are the people who tell the stories about burying their toys, and there are the people who lie about it. Like <laughs> there is absolutely nothing in between. I grew up. I grew up on a forty-acre farm, actually, and uh, which was a lot of space to bury freaking no, Ninja Turtles no. and, and GI Joes. And uh, at one point, we we rented a uh, a trenching machine and uh, and just to like lay a new uh, water line or something for irrigation. And that thing kicked up so many of my toys. They were just kind of flying through the air. It's like the 4th of July, but like instead of fireworks, it's like toys that I had been missing. <laughs> it was the most glorious thing that has ever happened. I didn't. You, you managed to kill it again. Me. And then I, and then I found $20. Okay. All right. 
it just makes me sad when I hear that. It's like <laughs> seeing all your GI Joes like legitimately like they're at war or something, just exploding all over the place, body parts flying. That's so sad. They were still intact though. So yeah, it was. It was uh, maybe Fourth of July isn't the right one. It was. It was like Christmas. Like I got, but like instead of getting all these gifts under the tree, they were just like raining down on me, flying through the air. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a sight to me. What would be more exasperating (laughs) having that happen? And, and who knows if they're going to be whole body parts flying everywhere after you buried them and it it being kind of cool to watch or burying them an entire bucket full, all but three only to never find them again. I mean, those are both yeah. very sad to me. That actually worked out very well for me. Yeah, James, James <laughs> like, we, we, it just so happened that they ran that irrigation line right through my uh, my toy graveyard. And uh, most people don't get that. Like like James said, I mean, for, for most people, they're just buried and gone forever. It makes me sad, James. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, I know. My there. dad wasn't a farmer. Uh, we didn't get an international, you know, like uh, tractors or or combine or anything like that that we got to dig up uh, any 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 type of toys. So, uh, so yeah, my uh, my dad used to uh, take pride in the lawn, so he definitely wasn't going to let me uh, let me dig anything up. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Man. Next year, next year, I was 11 years old. Started doing taxes. It was crazy. It was <laughs> quick, man. Had to grow up quick. It forced me, forced me to be a man. <laughs> Changed my life forever. <laughs> yeah. Drinking uh, coffee and <laughs> grew a beard that night somehow. Yeah, yeah. A week later, I had a hairy chest. I was like, "What's going on here?" Hey, Ma, can you bring me the uh, crossword puzzle there? I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I do know this though. As I continue on to my list. Um, not really sure uh, if Superman could help you find those buried uh, toys. However, I, I do know at least one superhero who would build you a gadget on the spot to find those dead superheroes. He shall remain nameless Batman. Number three, uh, wrestling figures. Uh, and this is wrestling at one point in my life was life growing up. I would. Uh, draw. I remember in sixth grade, I would be drawing during my random times when I'm supposed to be doing actual schoolwork. And I would draw different wrestling characters that I'd create with my friends. And we just do all sorts of fun stuff like that. And growing up, I had wrestling buddies. I remember taking Ted DiBiase through a table at home that my mother was not thrilled, uh, me having that wrestling buddy and breaking her table by by doing so as a youngster. I remember having WCW wrestlers. I remember having uh, WWF wrestlers. And for those kids, uh, uh, those grownups who don't know what those things are, uh, you're, you're sadly missing out. Yes, that was WWE prior to uh, th- them them being all corporatized and stuff, but wrestling figures was life at one point. So uh, that that's that's another one that that strikes home to me. Jay Mike, the- did you have the uh, the big rubber ones like the the huge like the ones that didn't bend? Like <laughs> they didn't have like bendable limbs yet. They were just like big one piece. Like yes, yeah. And oh, I also man. had the plastic version of those, and I've got. I remember specifically having the Lex Luger version. He had his arms up like this, like like he's gonna have someone in the torture rack, but you couldn't actually do anything with his arms to actually have them in the torture rack. So it was kind of <laughs> like he just kind of standing around yeah. like this all the time, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and get yeah. In this, in the gut. Yeah. If, if I go to my mom's house, I'm sure that I could. I could find those somewhere 
deep, deep in some sort of something that she saved for me. She what, saved what, everything. What, I love my, you, mom. My cousin used to uh, get into it um, like hardcore with those things. And he used to customize them with nail polish. So if they change like the color of their trunks, like he would actually change the color of their trunks with nail polish. And now he still has them to this day and they're like worthless because he ruined them because he, <laughs> he kept painting them different colors with nail polish. So yeah. Um, I'm now going to paint story. Your, your green pants blue. I mean, but, but I did <laughs> yeah. the exact same thing. I did the exact nice. same thing with Sting and Ultimate Warrior. So like the face paint. So mm -hmm. I can't even nice. talk. So. Nice. <laughs> The, uh, the top two, these are two of the things that basically formed my fun as a child uh, in a major way. I remember as a kid watching the very first episode of this, uh, and it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers, uh, as a kid, you couldn't tell me anything in life uh, between the Megazords and actually like doing all of the moves and acting like I was legitimately about to morph into something. Like I, I really thought I really thought nothing could be better. Uh, it was like Voltron, uh, except for these guys who could actually fight and were ninjas and had all these dope moves. And then they were also in school and they were doing it was just uh, and it had just enough drama as a kid to keep you entertained. Like, oh, the white tiger ranger. Oh, oh, the green dragon. Who, who is this guy? Like it was there were levels. There were levels. And it, it just got me ready for life. So Power Rangers, number two on the list. Number one, Stompy. Uh, gave a little bit of a spoiler alert earlier. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're not down with the turtles, if you don't like the Ninja Turtles, if for whatever reason you have something bad to say, anything turtles, please don't follow me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't look me up. Don't look my way. Lose don't my even <laughs> yeah, just just forget I exist. Because <laughs> if you if you can't get down with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> TMNT, uh, obviously Leo, Raph, Mikey, Donnie, Splinter, Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady. Uh, on Nintendo, I don't know if you you guys are are old enough for this. On Nintendo, the, the, one of the best video games ever uh, was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game where you could be basically any of the four guys, but also even the arcade version of the game. So the arcade version and then the one that was way back on Nintendo. Um where you got to be underwater and you, could, oh my gosh, I could, I could talk about turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for far too long and I will not lose the rest of the three people probably left listening at this point uh, after all of my nonsense here with the last six. So that's my top six. That is nostalgia. That is me taking you down J Mike's road uh, of adolescence uh, and definitely not doing taxes at 11. I don't know what <laughs> I know James, no, James had I got a little bit more time to be a kid so James had to grow up fast but yeah that's that's my top six there that's a solid list that really is you know what the best part about your list is J Mike is that it it invokes different memories and uh, takes you down takes you down to a, a nostalgic place that you get to remember as a kid uh, uh, you know just the innocence of being a kid and, and being able to play with these toys so uh, Man, I mean, there's no wrong answer on a list of, of a personal list of toys, you know, a top six. But but uh, we definitely have a lot of these in common, uh, the, 
the Power Ranger toys were so cool. They had that little button on the belt that you would hit and like their head would kind of go into their chest and they would turn into Come a ranger. On. Man, That's that was so cool, man. It was so cool. I'm telling you, I, uh, we, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of similar toys on this list. Um, so yeah, re- really good list. And by the way, um, Superman has x-ray vision. He'd have found those toys in a second. He's also just as quick as the flash. He'd have had those out of the ground before you can even fire up the bat signal and Batman could, uh, you know, somehow pass emissions with his Batmobile and get stuck in New York traffic to try to come find me to get me my toys. So, um, and your, and your dad and your dad would have grounded both you and Superman for digging up the lawn in such a rude, disgusting way as using laser vision to dig it up. So yeah, best of luck being grounded for the next 10 years of your life as you wanted to ride with Superman (laughs) through this excursion through your backyard. I'm not sure how Batman would have done it without digging up the yard, but apparently I know that your dad would have never found out. I know that much. You don't think the big glaring bat signal in the sky would have, would have been a dead giveaway that maybe somebody's coming over for dinner. No, no. I I think he'd had an entire crew of people laying out fresh sod to be able to cover up the fact that he had to dig it up and he would have never gotten in trouble. Just saying late, late fresh sod, Alfred. I would have, I would have added um, probably Legos on this one. Um, yes, I had, I had a so gigantic, many. gigantic like those snap kind of plastic briefcase looking things full. Loved those. The other thought I had: Did you guys ever have bubble swords growing up? Whoa! What is this? What do you mean? What is this? What? Bubble swords. What's what, a bubble what's sword? The, I mean, yeah. it's basically it's basically like just bubbles. So the for the stick, it instead of a stick, it's a sword, and it's got little designs in the middle of it, and you stick it into like a scabbard, and pu- that's full of bubbles, and you pull it out, and you basically can oh, yeah. run around and fight with them and stuff. Cool. Huh. No, didn't have that one. So that and and super soakers, man. My grandfather used to play do super soakers with us all the time, and uh, it's just very very fond memory. Yeah, the, and 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 I had made a list of. I mean, I had made a habit of cheating here with my list. the The honorable mention I would have mentioned there would have been Monopoly, but I wasn't using board games. Uh, Monopoly as a kid, just for for me, that was nothing better. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I still, <clears throat> I hate it to this day. <laughs> have a lot of fights with people over Monopoly. I got Mike so Rip- angry, I got choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think Micro Machines probably would have been my uh, would have would have snuck on here somewhere for me. I'm not sh- totally sure where, but I mean, I guess Power Rangers. I just I I never really got into them. I could see it. I I definitely get it, but I just I was yeah. I don't know. Too busy with. Um, mm-hmm trying to find where I buried all those <laughs> <laughs> too, too busy learning accounting with James at 11 yeah. years old <laughs> yeah. buried all our toys and <laughs> all right time to grow up I guess <laughs> back home from Neverland all right oh, well all right, I guess, uh, man, we 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 definitely went longer than we intended to. That always happens with the Super Six, though, and it actually it always happens when we get to talk with our man J Mike. So, uh, just a just a, such a pleasure to have you back on, man. Uh, it, it's always we always it, it, we go far too long uh, without getting a chance to talk to you. So, 
Um, it, was, it was great to catch up with you and uh, and share the Super Six with both you and Gabe. Actually, that was it, that was the real treat to get the bartenders on uh, on back to back nights. That that was a, a very cool thing. Um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to catch up with you guys again very soon. We we actually we legitimately have plans for you guys. So you guys are coming back sooner than you think, J. Mike. Just so oh my. You know. Okay, I'm I'm excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just just so that uh, the you're able to sleep at night, just know uh, Tinder Flex is in your future, your very near future. People, y'all have no idea how. Oh man, my heart just jumped out of my chest, man. Yes, I can't I can't even go on. I am. Yeah, I'm it's... there. You tell me when. There, uh, we're we're gonna do it very very soon. So that's at J Mike Check, by the way, uh, co-host of the Open Bar, host of the Dummy Blitz. Uh, yeah, you guys, you, you guys know where to find J Mike. He's he's everywhere you want to be. So, uh, thanks again for coming on, brother. We really appreciate it. And uh, for uh, for Stompy and James as well. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here for the weekend as we do that ask you for a quick favor if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast uh, subscribe to the DLF family of podcast mega feed as well you can get uh, access to all the great podcasts from the DLF family of podcasts um, but once you've subscribed to the super show do us a favor rate and review the show helps us to get more people uh, touch on more topics that are useful to you our super friends uh, you can also get at us on Twitter at Superflex Show. Even better, get get to any one of us individually. Uh, James is at underscore James the Brain. Stompy's at man, which 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 burner? So I'm back. Can... It's Stompy the Bear. I'm back. He's out of jail. He he yeah. Someone uh, someone bailed him out. So uh, yeah, at Stompy the Bear. Um, what what happens to at Sam Stomp? Stomp? Oh, it'll exist. It'll just exist. Until, just, I, until I get banned, and until I get suspended again. It's just in your back pocket. Yep. Oh, <laughs> shit. Got to switch. <laughs> Man, that is a stressful existence, but it works No, I've, I've just learned I can't use one word. That's that's basically it. One, yeah, one word. I mean, I'm, I bet there's others, but you'll find them. Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am super... I am at Superflex, dude. Thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Superflexy.